Are you constantly asking yourself, are my children in the right school setting? Do we as a family love our school option? I'm a mom in West Virginia helping families answer the question, do you love your school? Because I want every family to respond with a resounding yes. I'm here to help families explore the many educational options in West Virginia and bring hope to families so they feel empowered and encouraged about their education options. Welcome to We Have Hope. something we plan to do that is really kind of cool is that we're going to interview different people here at the National School Choice Week event in Morgantown, West Virginia. So we're going to be talking to families and vendors um, just to kind of get their experience and give you some uh, different perspectives on how people choose to educate here in West Virginia. So stay tuned for more. All right. So our first interview of the day is with Roberta, who is with Lingo Speech Services, right? Lingo Speech Therapy Enterprises. Lingo Speech Therapy Enterprises. I got it wrong. That's okay. That's okay. No, you did fine. Based in Morgantown. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So this is your first school fair event. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So how did you find out about it and what made you want to come? I was contacted by Nate um, from Love Your School, the the Cardinal Institute. From Cardinal Institute. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, a a few months back and he asked me if I'd be interested in participating and I was so excited to do so. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about Lingo Enterprises and the services that you offer. Um, We are a small private practice Mm -hmm. and we have a, a clinic and we also go out and do some home sessions. We um, serve birth to three. Uh, we also work with adults in our office mm-hmm. location. Uh, we work with children and adults who have tongue tie. Uh, you know, we um, can help with you know, speech, language, voice, mm-hmm. feeding, swallowing type of concerns, cognitive um, difficulties. And, um, you know, we, we serve uh, birth through adults. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like adult services for like speech and those kind of things are difficult to find. I think they can be. Okay. And, and um, actually the reason that I started Lingo was because I lived in a bigger city for a while mm-hmm. and I moved back to this region, which is my uh, the area where I grew up. Oh, awesome. And so I found that when I moved back, there didn't seem to be as much choice of providers mm-hmm. for um, speech therapy for children or adults. Yeah. And since I had a background with work in working with both, I figured I would try to start a, a private practice to be able to try to meet that need to mm-hmm. um, provide more services and choice of services, particularly in the rural area. I'm actually from Southwestern Pennsylvania. Okay. And there is a, there's a, a shortage of services there oh, at, gosh, yeah. as well. So, um, so that was really the reason I decided to start Lingo was to try to meet that need and to give people choice mm-hmm. of providers, um, you know, maybe not as much of a choice as they have in a bigger area, yeah. um, but to, you know, to try to maybe meet that need. So, you know, I pride, um, myself on, you know, trying to, um, meet the needs that are in the community. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, right now we are providing uh, both in-home services oh, um, so through birth to three. And then we mm-hmm. also have an office space. So if that's more convenient for folks, they mm-hmm. can come to us. And then we do provide some teletherapy services too mm-hmm. on a case by case basis. Yeah. I think that's such a, a, a good need and that you saw what was 
needed in the community and you're like, Hey, I can fix this. I can kind of fill this need and having choices because ultimately sometimes I know as a practitioner, like it could be me, I could be a barrier to someone succeeding and, and overcoming something. And I don't have any delusions that I'm the best therapist or anything like that in the world. Um, and so to give people options, like, you know, sometimes they do as best they can with somebody and to be able to say, Hey, could I try your approach? Could exactly. I do this differently? And so exactly. I think that's so important to have here. I, I agree with that. And, you know, not every practitioner is for every client. Yes. Agreed. And, and so I, you know, I feel that if, you know, something isn't working for a particular client, then, you know, ideally they would maybe be able to choose from another provider yeah. who might try a different approach or have a different rapport that might work better for that particular client. And that is what I found was really um not very available when I moved back to this area. Yeah. And so if somebody was interested, so I could, we could have a full episode. Sure. This, sure, right? sure. Well, and maybe yeah. we'll do that. And I love, and full ep- Cause once we get going, we'll get going. I love to talk so, about speech therapy. So we could, we could be here probably for a very long time. All, yes. Yes. So how, if people are like, okay, this sounds like something I might be interested in. How could they contact you? Um, they can reach out to us um, by email at hello at lingo speech.org. Okay. L I N G O S P E E C H.org. Okay. Or they can just give us a phone call at 304-460-9054. And, you know, um, you can actually, you can text that number and say, you know, we're interested in speech or something and we can give you a call back that way. Or just, you know, send us a a short email and um, there's a voicemail as well. You could leave a voicemail and then we'll give you a call back as soon as we can. Okay, great. Great. So thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Our second guest of the day is Jordan with Parents for School Options. Welcome, Jordan. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on. So why don't you give us a little bit of who, what is this Parents for School Options? That feels kind of vague. Well, we're a national parent coalition uh, working to promote and protect parent choice and education. Okay. We have a volunteer board of directors, uh, parents from all over the country. Uh, We have chapters in about 32 states um, Mm -hmm. just getting started here in West Virginia, which is why we're here today celebrating National School Choice Choice Week in Morgantown. Um, But we're a, you know, we're a full-fledged parent advocacy organization. We work with parents to help them find their voice uh, to become better advocates for their student, their family, and then their school of choice. So uh, we are choice agnostic. We support all levels of school choice. And Mm -hmm. then we work with families and parents to help them become better advocates, um, you know, really from a policy and a legislative legislation perspective uh, more than anything. Um, there's a lot of decisions that are made um, on education policy at the at the state level. And so uh, we work to empower families and encourage them to engage with legislators um, and, you know, just really get involved as uh, the best possible possible advocate they can be for their families and their choice. Yeah. Because ultimately it's up to the parents, right? That's kind of your premise that like, I trust parents. I've seen that hashtag all around. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know that we invented it, but we've certainly, yeah. um, you know, taken that hashtag and, and run with it because, yeah, I mean, we, our organization puts parents at the front and center mm-hmm. of educational choice. Um, and again, we just work to empower them and make them the best possible advocates they can be with, you know, whether that's media training, whether that's preparing them with talking points to testify in front of a legislator, whether that's uh, helping them organize meetings with their legislators so they can help to better educate them on on their choice and their story. Uh, that's why that's why we exist. Yeah, I think that. So I, I'm curious of why why parents? I mean, I know why. I have my theories on it too because we're very similar too. We want everyone to love their school. That's kind of our premise. Right. But why start with parents? 
Well, parents are really at the the center of the education decision for their family. Um, they know their students best. Uh, they know what, um, you know, I think they know what environment a student would best succeed in. For many parents, uh, you know, my children attend public schools, mm-hmm. uh, but we've come across a lot of parents in our 15 years of existence where the public school is just not a fit for their family or their yeah. child. And so, um, you know, we work to empower them because they're really at the at the base level of the decision making for where a, a child would attend school. So, you know, the parents are deciding whether to enroll them in a charter school or a virtual school mm-hmm. or to homeschool. And so, you know, we're at that very retail level of decision making and, mm-hmm. you know, working with parents to make sure that they understand their options and they can advocate for their options. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes it- I think you're right on empowering the parents and just sometimes they just need that encouragement. And I love what you said about how they have to find their voice because it exists. They have an opinion. They just may not realize that they're allowed to have it and that they are the ones navigating this education pathway for. for That's right. And and we find that that's an advantage of us being a national organization as we do. uh, We have an event every year where we bring, you know, our, our best advocates from all of our state chapters into a central location where they can get together, where they can exchange stories, um, where we, you know, do training and we visit uh, legislators oftentimes in DC. Uh, we host it there uh, on occasion, but really the main goal of it is that they know that they're not alone. They understand that their experience is not unique to them, that mm-hmm. there are others out there that have struggled with this choice and struggled to find their voice as an advocate. And so, you know, that's one of the more rewarding things about what we do is bringing these folks together from all over the country who understand this is part of a larger movement. I can, yeah. you know, my voice in my state or in my district uh, can have an impact uh, for families everywhere just by mm-hmm. being engaged and being, you know, more involved at at the level that we bring people together. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we could go on and on. I feel like this way <laughs> with every guest too. Sure. Uh, so if sure. parents wanted to, they're hearing this and they're like, oh, that sounds interesting or maybe I kind of want to know more about this. How would they get in contact um, with parents for school options. Sure. Well, we're all over, you know, the World Wide Web. Yes, uh, all over social media. I see you guys everywhere. Yeah, they can they can find us uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. Parents for School Options. They can find us online at parentsforschooloptions.org. We did just go through a rebranding. We were we used to be known as the National Coalition for Public School Options. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, right. Which is which is a mouthful. Um, yes. And so parents for school options, we think better uh, reflects our mission and our message and, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. We, you know, we are for, for all choice. And so uh, that's why, you know, parentsforschooloptions.org now, you know, better encapsulates all that. So they, they can find us there. Uh, like I said, we have chapters in 32 states. Mm-hmm. If we're not in your state, we'd love to be. Yeah. Um, we're just always looking for uh, parents that want to take that next step, um, who want to be an advocate not just for themselves and their choice, but, you know, to really understand the power that that their voice would have uh, in West Virginia, in Missouri, in Texas, in Florida, yeah. anywhere in the country. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for telling us a little bit about yeah. it. I appreciate it. No, thank you for being here. Okay. So we have another, uh, this time we have a martial arts studio. Um, and so we have Ryan to kind of talk about it. And I'm going to let him introduce the name because I will mess it up. So go ahead and tell me about your the name of the studio. Thanks. So... Um, I'm with Henzo Gracie Morgantown. It is spelled with an R, but since it's Portuguese, that's why it has the okay. the Henzo. 
So yeah. we are an affiliate of the the main Hinzo Academy. There's also a sister school that we have out in Martinsburg, West Virginia. So there is another area if you guys ever wanted to or live not just in Morgantown where we're directly located. And there's actually multiple schools throughout the country as well, which we all have very similar curriculums to provide for uh, students and kids. Okay. So and mainly what we do again, we have adults and kids for yeah. jujitsu. But, you know, we're trying to build better people as well. So it's not just about okay. jiu-jitsu. It's about, you know, the consistency, the discipline, doing mm-hmm. hard things. You build resiliency by being exposed to hard things. Right. Right. If you always have an easy way to it, you don't build anything from that. So that's just kind of a little gist of what we do. Yeah. My kids did um, like a martial arts studio for like three months during COVID and nothing else was available. And so, um, but what I liked most about it, it wasn't necessarily the physical aspect of it. It was like that place had like 10 principles that they abided by. Um, and I think the character development is really the the benefit of doing martial arts. Now you, you said you do jujitsu. Yep. Is that it? Okay. So we do jujitsu. We also have like some strength and conditioning that we partner with as well. So okay. we can have multiple aspects for the kids. So then they can learn more than one thing to, to help them through life. And that's like what you said before yeah. with the principles and that's what they all should have is we always have this set foundation that kids have to go through. Mm-hmm. Right. And then over time they get a little bit better at everything and exposing kids to these different things of grappling. And so with jujitsu, it's mostly grappling. There's not really a, a ton of strikes or anything with that. Okay. Um, just to get an idea of kind of what that is, but it's just good for kids and any kid that wants to get into wrestling or jujitsu, I right. really encourage it because it's hard. Right. It looked hard. Yeah. We, yeah. we saw a, dem- a demonstration here today from another one and uh, well, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. and, and theirs is a little different. They're a little more MMA. They do sure. some, some knife fighting, some sticks, and, and we stick more to our grappling and our wrestling. That's our foundation. That's okay. what we're really, really good at. Okay. So we're one of those that this is what we're good at. So we're going to teach that because we can teach it really, really well. And we don't really go with any of the, the French stuff for what we do. So that makes if, sense. If people are interested in that, that's what, again, what we do really, really well. Mm-hmm. We have a free week trial because we want people to try it out. We want them to yeah. feel comfortable yeah. and, and we don't do like, oh, you come once a week or twice a week. It's open scheduling. So it's like, Hey, Tuesday through Friday right now, Okay, um, they would come in at like 5 PM and they could come Tuesday, Wednesday, one week, they might come every day the next week. Oh, um, cool. Cause we also have a jujitsu for autism that we're doing right now on Mondays. Normally oh. our kids class was every day, but if you have a, a kid that is special needs or has some autism or you just want to be introduced to it, we also have that as well. Okay. Um, so we just try to, you know, provide services for a lot of kids and we also have for adults too. So if your kid wants to train, right, they might train, you could train afterward and then you would have something similar to do with them and you could both yeah, come together yeah. and it's a, it's a good family thing. We have lots of families that do it together and right. have a good time with it. And the thing is, you know, if you're doing it as well, they see it, it's encouraging to both the kid and to you, and it, it is a good fit lifestyle. Um, I mean, I like to think we're all in shape because of it. So sure. I'm not going to argue with that. No, I think that that's really cool. And I like that the, so that flexible scheduling, is that for anybody who joins or just for I think that's really great because what I run into, I have three kids plus a foreign exchange student. And so our sports schedules change depending on what sport they're playing. And so it makes committing to, so you call it a school, right? Marshall. Okay. School Academy. Okay. So it makes committing to something like that difficult because things, while it may work in the fall, but now we're in basketball season and now it doesn't work. So I like that flexibility and um, I'm sure your parents appreciate that too. Oh yeah. And that's one of the things we hear all the time is oh, like, like you said, so Tuesday, Thursday, they'll come for all fall. And then right. the summer, they might be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. There's a couple of times they might come once a week and it might be Monday one week and a, a Friday next week for whatever works. 
it's all about consistency and yeah. it's representation of what you do in general. If you want to get better at something, you just have to keep showing up. Right. Right. And as a parent, you've got to find ways and you want to do stuff that your kids enjoy doing too. Yes. So you don't want to have to fight them a lot of times. And we have a lot of success with kids. They just enjoy it because we try to make a fun environment too, mm -hmm. because it is hard, but you want to have fun. So you have to have a little bit of balance. So it's not just all discipline. Everybody stands in a line. Like, right. But we also have live sparring with the kids too. So they have those active situations where it's not like all in theory we actually practice it too. And that helps with that fight or flight, freeze, fawn, whatever the the yeah. things are now that that response, like it's because it's about control and discipline and all that, but also like to be able to respond appropriately in the moment yeah. as something's happening. And so I think that's really great. Now, could you tell, how do people find you? How are you on the, yeah. the internet? Like how do they, if they're like, mm, I want to know more about this, how do I find that information? So we are on, well, if you want to email us, it's info at HenzoGracieMorgantown.com. Now, Henzo, again, is spelled R-E-N-Z-O okay. right, with the R. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, and then they can always email us. And our website is HenzoGracieMorgantown.com. So pretty easy to find. If you type BJJ schools in West Virginia or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Morgantown, you're going to find us directly. Um, but if they ever have any questions, they can always just email us. Um, we do have... I'll have to pull up actually the number because you think I would remember it. No, I don't. I don't even know my own work phone number, so it's fine. I have <laughs> to look it up every time. They can also call us. There's a good chance that we won't answer because we'll be teaching class when sure. we're there. But the phone number is 304-241-5962. Okay. So we're pretty good at responding because I'm the one that directly responds. Oh, there you so go. So I promise I'll get, okay. I'll get back to you within usually 24 hours is very uh -huh. rare, but maybe on a weekend it might take me a day. Sure. So if you text us on Saturday evening, I'll get back to you Monday, midday. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. All fair. right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thanks for giving so, us a little bit of um, what your academy school offers and um, for being a part of this. Awesome. Thank you very much. And hopefully I'll see some of you guys soon. Okay. So I'm going to be honest. I wanted to have way more interviews, but it was jam-packed of an event. We had an art show. We had a rock band, a garage band play from WVA. We had a Black Cat Martial Arts uh, did a demo. Um, we had so many amazing things. It was really hard to get away and to continue to do these interviews. Um, we'll definitely be posting highlights from the event. And if you want to be part of this event next year, we have it every year during National School Choice Week, which is roughly the third week of January. We would love to have you. We want to make this event even bigger and better next year. We might even do the art show again because the art was top tier, incredible. Um, and I can announce now because I didn't know that our educator of the year by Cardinal Institute, they give out an, two awards every year, uh, school choice advocate advocate of the year and educator of the year and educator of the year was Ashley Matheny with whole child learning Academy. I'm sorry, Ashley. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She totally earned it. And then I, me, Kim Dooley, what one school choice advocate of the year that I had no idea. I'm like recording like a, a goober, um, when they announced my name. So that's cool and really exciting. Um, so thank you for listening in. Like I said, I wish we could have more. I hope to do full episodes with everybody uh, that did come on. But this is an event that happens every single year. Um, there are events similar in different states. And if your state doesn't have a National School Choice Week event, maybe you can be the one 
to host it. So if you're curious about that, feel free to email me at kim at loveyourschoolwv.org. And I'm happy to connect you uh, to other resources here in West Virginia, as well as across the country. If you want to host your own event or know more information about what exactly happened here, why should people come to this, all that kind of stuff. So thanks again for listening. And I hope, um, you know, I end every episode with the question of what does we have hope mean to you? And if you would have asked me two years ago and told me that this is what my life would look like, I would have thought you were crazy. Two years ago, I walked into my first National School Choice Week event with Cardinal Institute. And I talk about this all the time because that's where this journey began for me. And I am so hopeful for the future of West Virginia, for my children's future, and the opportunities that are available to them and that they can create themselves. If something's not working, you can create your own opportunity here in West Virginia in education. As an educator, as a student, you can really customize your education. And it is incredible. And I am lucky to be a part of this movement. So enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening in on today's episode. I hope you found it of value. If you would be so kind to share it on social media, we would really appreciate it to help spread the word. You can find more information about Love Your School on our Facebook page, Love Your School WV, or our Instagram page, Love Your School WV. You can also reach out to me directly, Kim at loveyourschoolwv.org, and I'd be happy to answer any of your questions. 